0: Thank you for listening to the shock fantasy podcast shock fantasy is your home for the busy players fantasy information at shock fantasy we provide quick hitting charts graphics and dashboards to help you win in season long in best ball in DFS and in dynasty leagues. I'm Matt Harrison longtime co host of the longest running fantasy football show in the history of the world fantasy football weekly. Shock Fantasy is what I use to prep for my deep dives into the matchups on Fantasy Football Weekly, and you can have all the access to the same data that helps me win. If you're not already a member of Shock Fantasy, use the promo code POTATO, that's P-O-T-A-T-O, to get your Shock Fantasy season-long, year-long pass. For only $25 That's only 6.9 cents per day Remember to use the promo code Potato at checkout At shockfantasy.com That's shockfantasy.com Promo code potato Now, on with the podcast Now first off, how would we describe shock? (laughs) Welcome to the fantasy (laughs) Nice, nice Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. I was desiring to tell you the truth, that the sum of the parts is the base. Yeah, baby. Yeah, <laughs> it's time. <laughs> wow, it's Wednesday night. It's uh, time for the Shock Fantasy Podcast to preview the Thursday night matchup between the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. This is Matt Harrison, uh, coming to you live from my basement in St. Michael, Minnesota. Um, let's talk Colts Titans. It's a weirder game than you think. And I'll head this up with some of my grades on the Titans. They stem a lot because I don't know if I fully believe in the Colts defense. And we'll get to that in a second. But, uh, Let's start on the Colts' side since they're the visitor in this one, and let's start with the running game where Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, and Jordan Wilkins all seem to be kind of in the mix here. The Titans are very weak against the pass, but they're okay, I guess, against the run from a fantasy perspective. They're only allowing 98 yards per game to the position but they are allowing four and a half yards per carry, which leads me to believe teams would have more success in the run game. If the pass game wasn't even more successful. Now Taylor's the top dog here. I'm only going to give him a C grade. He's got over half of the infrared zone rushing attempts this year. And the infrared zone is inside the 10 yard line. He's also got four scores from the IRZ. Um, His issue is, and probably always will be, fumbles, which means that Frank Reich could bench him at any time, and then Jordan Wilkins might take over, see some more snaps at that point. (sighs) Wilkins definitely isn't in your lineup, and Hines would only really be in your lineup if there was a viable plus passing matchup. This is not that, as the Titans are only allowing four catches for 30 yards through the air per game, To opposing back. So I'm going to give Jonathan Taylor a C. It's probably a C-plus in this particular matchup, but uh, that's all I'm really comfortable with right now. Philip Rivers, I'm giving a C-grade to as well. He has thrown only 10 touchdown passes through eight games, and six of those touchdown passes came in a two-game stretch, meaning that he threw zero or one touchdown pass in the other six contests, and that's not good. He does get the starting grade because everybody but Drew Locke has thrown for 250-plus yards and multiple scores against the Titans. The Drew Locke game was in Week 1, so it's been a while, and the Titans have just you know, given up a ton of points to every quarterback they've faced so far this year. I don't like Phillip Rivers much as a pass thrower anymore. I don't think he's got the arm strength, but... The matchup is good here, so he does get a C grade. The Colts wide receivers, Zach Pascal, Michael Pittman, Marcus Johnson, DeMichael Harris. Yes, all of those guys are on the bench. Remember last week when Marquez Valdez Scantling of the Packers had two touchdowns in one game? Do you remember that? That's the total amount of touchdowns scored by all Colts wide receivers combined through eight games, half of a season. Pascal has both of those, by the way. Each one of these guys I listed above had between four and seven targets last week. So this is a timeshare. This is gross. T.Y. Hilton reached the 10 target mark once in a game this year, but it doesn't look like he's going to play. That's the only double digit target total for any Colts wide receiver on the season. It happened once, it was TY Hilton and he just hit 10. The matchup is great for wide receivers, but I just don't want to play guess who in this situation, so I'm leaving them all on the bench in this case. And the same goes for their tight ends, and while I really like Trey Burton, Jack Doyle and Mo Ali Cox are all back and healthy, which means none of the above We'll see more than four targets per game. And Tennessee's just a middle of the pack defense against tight ends. But these guys are only viable. One of these guys is only viable when the other two are out. They're like, you know, Harry Potter and Lord Voldemort. Only one can survive. And they're all three surviving here, so nothing's gonna go well. Alright, let's flip over to the Tennessee Titans side where. I think you might be surprised. Maybe you won't be surprised that I'm giving Derrick Henry an A grade in this one. Yeah, he did come off a disappointing week this last week, but well, not, but how about this? This is also a difficult matchup. The Colts are only allowing 62 rushing yards per game to the position so far on the season. However, I will note their schedule has been very kind and they haven't really faced too many world beaters at running back. Now they did see Dalvin Cook in week 2. He had 71 yards and he did score in a game that was basically out of hand for the Vikings in the second quarter. They were forced to pass in that game. He also faced or the Colts also faced Kareem Hunt who had 93 total yards and a score and they faced Joe Mixon who had 69 nice total nice. yards and a score. And that's it. That's all the good running backs they faced. Pretty much every good back they faced have all scored. Derrick Henry has had at least 90 yards in his last three games against Indy, and he scored in two of them. I happen to believe that Derrick Henry is more talented than this Indianapolis defense. I think his, his ownership percentage, if you're playing the Thursday through Monday slate, will be depressed because people aren't probably aren't happy with what happened last week with Derrick Henry in a, in a better matchup situation. I think he's in a get right spot here and I like him quite a bit. So I'm still giving him the A grade. I'm also giving an A grade to AJ Brown because who you play and when matters. And the Colts have played this schedule in order. They played Jacksonville. Then they played Minnesota when they sucked. Then they played the jets in week three. Then they played Chicago's terrible offense. Then Cleveland, who actually put up 32 points on them and won that game. Then Cincinnati, who put up 27 points on the Colts. Then Detroit, with an injured Kenny Galladay. And then Baltimore, whose offenses really had having trouble getting the ball moving this year. So the best offenses they really faced at the time that they faced them were Cleveland and Cincinnati. That's not necessarily a who's who of great offenses. And Tennessee's offense might be better than both of those two. Cleveland and Cincinnati combined for five different wide receivers topping 50 yards and one other one who scored. So six wide receivers had fantasy viable days against the Colts in those just two games against the two Ohio teams. Marvin Jones actually put up two touchdowns in week eight, and Marvin Hall, his other Marvin counterpart in Detroit, had 113 113 yards in the same game while Kenny Galladay was out. So I don't think this defense is completely for real. I do think A.J. Brown is for real. He's scored in five straight games. He's gone over 100 yards in two of his last three. I I think he's a no-brainer to go in and score again this week. I'm even going to give Corey Davis a C-grade in this one, too. Even though he pitched a goose egg on three targets last week, I think that he's been really legit for most of the year. And if healthy, I think Corey Davis is worth at least a C-grade in this one. Uh, Same goes for Johnu Smith. He did rise from the grave last week and score, but he's been so uneven these past few weeks, and it's hard to fully trust his target total of two, two, four, and two over his last four games. That's target total. Anthony Ferkser had more targets than Johnu Smith last week. And the Colts are good on paper against the tight end, but you've guessed it. They haven't played the craziest tight end schedule yet. The best one they probably have played is TJ Hawkinson, who had seven catches for 65 yards just two weeks ago. And I guess you can, could include Mark Andrews and Nick Boyle, who combined for seven catches and 68 yards last week. But then again, that Baltimore offense has had trouble getting anything going recently. So I'll give John o. Smith a C. You're probably starting him in leagues where you have him at tight end and you think that he's your guy. You're probably still starting him and I think you're safe to do so. Uh, Final guy I'll mention is Ryan Tannehill who gets a B grade. The Colts have allowed good, but not great fantasy days to each of the last four quarterbacks they faced. Baker Mayfield, 247 and two Joe Burrow had 313 yards passing. Matthew Stafford had 336 yards and three scores. And Lamar Jackson did most of his damage on the ground, but still had a decent fantasy day. But prior to that, The Colts faced Minshew, Cousins, Darnold, Foles. And if you've got that for half of your schedule on the season, your numbers will be inflated in the good way or deflated as they may be as they're a defense. 300 yards or multiple touchdowns in 10 straight games for Tannehill. It's not often a huge day, but he never absolutely kills you. And that's why I think that he can get a B grade even in what looks like a tough matchup on paper. I think, by the way, The Colts are paper tigers, not like the Bengals, but maybe paper horses, paper ponies, something like that. That's it. That's all we got for today. Uh, My name's Matt Harrison, at Explosive Output on Twitter, and follow Shock Fantasy on Twitter as well. I hope you enjoyed this Thursday night preview, and make sure to listen to Fantasy Football Weekly uh, this weekend, wherever you listen to podcasts, or live on KFAN in the Twin Cities metro area. Uh, I think we're at 10 a.m. on Saturday, but if the Gopher game is early, it'll be played at a different time. So, uh, I appreciate you listening and have a an absolutely. It's almost nine o'clock. We've got to go to work.